Welcome to our study. I'm glad that you are interested in spending time with God and His Word today. It is a blessing for me to be a vessel, a vessel for my Heavenly Father and for my Lord Jesus Christ. I want to begin by referring to an Old Testament character, and that is the patriarch Job. Job and his friends were well acquainted with the hardship and the suffering men experience in this life. Job stated, for example, in Job 14, man is born of woman. You know, man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. His friend, Eliphaz declared as well, affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. For man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward. I even recall a dear brother in Christ years ago saying, everyone is either coming out of a crisis or is in a crisis or about to enter a crisis. And that sounds a lot like Man is born for trouble. So are you? Are you troubled? Now that probably sounds like a ridiculous question under the present circumstances your family and our nation and the world for that matter is going through right now. Obviously there is a heightened you know, sense of trouble all around us. But is this trouble really that new? Or is it simply such that it's impacting you and me more personally right now so that we are being more anxious, we are being more troubled by it? In our study today, I don't want us to talk about or to focus on the specific circumstances that are unsettling you today. But I do want to address the answer for handling troubles. Jesus is fully aware about all the different things that trouble us in this life. First of all, we're told that he partook of flesh and blood in Hebrews chapter 2, 14. And then over in chapter 4, he goes on to explain to us that he was tempted in all things as we are. And if you turn back to Philippians 2, you take note that we are told that he made himself a bondservant. A bondservant for you and for me. Because of his personal experiences, he knows. He knows about troubles, troubles in this life, and he understands. On one occasion, we are told that Jesus wept. He wept with many Jews who, were, who mourned the death of a beloved brother and a beloved friend named Lazarus, John 11. So yes, Jesus is fully aware of all the different things that can trouble us in this life, and he knows, he knows about trouble, and he knows about trouble firsthand. In his teaching also, he clearly communicated an awareness of the impact 
of such troubles, troubles that can impact us not only just uh, physically, but also spiritually. In one of his parables, he warned about the seed of God's word falling on certain hearts that would become choked. Choked by worries. Choked by cares. Choked by concerns of this life. Have you ever felt like your life, your heart, was overly crowded with all the stuff of just living? And maybe at the same time, and you felt that God is, is, is somehow being pushed off to the side because you're just so busy and you don't know how to, to slow it down. You don't know how to change things and improve things. Jesus one day lovingly reproved a woman, a woman for being worried, a woman for being bothered by many things. If you will turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, and we're going to read verses 38 through 42. Verses 38 through 42. The scriptures say, Now as they were traveling along, he entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted, distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I actually like King, the King James Version wording you know, for this text, the version that I grew up with, where it says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Martha was distracted. She was distracted by all the preparations, by all the service needed, yes, needed to provide for all the guests in her home. Jesus was not the only guest here. And so she has all these people in her house and she's distracted by being a good hostess. And Jesus says, Martha, you're troubled. You're troubled. She was stressed. And you really see that in when she approaches the Lord and says to Jesus himself, Lord, do you not care? Think about that. She starts off you know, in her request of Jesus to help her in this predicament. She says, Lord, don't you care? that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone. She was distracted. She was stressed. She was troubled. And she went on to say, tell her to help me. She basically instructed Jesus what to do. Now, do you have days like that? That you are troubled, that you are stressed, and to all the distraction of work and the distractions of serving, 
You know, does it stress you out sometimes? Of course it does. It happens to all of us. But the thing is, do such important things distract us from the essential matters? Because Jesus said, one thing is necessary. One thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. If you think about it, Jesus' admonishment here implies, implies that all the worldly things that so often trouble us are passing away. That's what he's implying here. There's one thing that's necessary, and Mary's chosen the good part, and that good part's not going to be taken away from her. So that means all the other stuff are passing away. All the other stuff is going to be taken away from us. We came in the, into this world with nothing. We will leave this world with nothing because this world, this life is temporary. It is passing away. And we get troubled about the temporary things. So what did Mary choose? We we're told by Jesus himself that Mary chose the good part. What did he choose? Well, the simple thing that she did is she sat at Jesus' feet and listened. She listened to his word. And in that moment, Mary was not troubled. Because she was listening to Jesus. And don't you think that we all could do a lot better job listening to Jesus more carefully as we go about our day-to-day -day routines that stress us and distract us because it's life. Jesus himself said back in Matthew 4 on the account regarding his temptations, Jesus said in that first temptation, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word Man should not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from out of the mouth of God. That's what Mary was doing. Mary was trying to live on every word that was coming out of the mouth of God. Now, all troubles are not unavoidable, and we know that. But we would do ourselves a lot of good if we would listen less to what the world says. If we would listen less to what the media is saying. Our modern news thrives on trouble. And it amplifies that trouble. And so what happens, we've got all of these distractions now that multiply our troubles. And now our troubles become detrimental distractions. And what's the answer in dealing with such troubles? Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. He is peace. He is light. He is salvation. 
But our hearts do become troubled at times. And we get troubled by tomorrow's uncertainties. And we get troubled by, you know, all the unknowns of tomorrow. And so what we need to be doing is we need to be anchoring ourselves to the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So yes, our hearts get troubled by the things of life, the things that weigh us down, but the things that we don't know what's going to happen next. We get troubled by all of that, and we need to focus more on anchoring on Jesus. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. If you recall, back in his Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus actually said, Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 34. Jesus admits here that this life comes with trouble. There's going to be trouble today. So don't worry about tomorrow's troubles. Just deal with today's concerns, today's care. Jesus admits that's life. But in the context of Matthew 6, the point is, don't add to it by worrying and by stressing about life here. And that's what we do. It's the very thing that most of us people do, is we worry, we stress, and we get troubled about the things of this life. In the context of Matthew 6, if you go back and look at that, the one necessary thing in that context is seeking the kingdom. Seeking the righteousness of God. And it goes back to the simple statement of listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus and do what He has said. Keep His commandments and God will take care of the rest. On the night Jesus observed the Passover for the last time with his apostles. In John chapter 14, John 14, Jesus spoke comforting words, comforting words to those apostles to soothe their troubled hearts. We'll open your Bibles to the Gospel of John and we'll read the first six verses. Chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. The Lord says, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And you know the way where I'm going. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And there, where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now for quite some time, the Lord had been preparing his apostles and disciples for his death, for his departure. 
And you see that you know, predominantly being done in this last year of Jesus' ministry. And so Jesus had been warning them and preparing them and telling them that he was going to go to Jerusalem, he's going to die, but he's going to be raised on the third day. But this last evening, before his crucifixion, there were a number of things that would have been unsettling to them, such as their Lord getting down on the floor and washing their dirty feet. That was a very uncomfortable situation for the twelve. And after he does that, he then turns around and begins to warn them that one of them was going to betray them. And they don't know who. After Judas is, leaves the upper room, then Jesus goes on in this 13th chapter of the Gospel of John to basically start talking about how he was going away somewhere. He doesn't tell them where. But he says, I'm going away. And he ends with telling Peter that you are going to deny me before the night is over. Verse 38 of John 13. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me, Peter? Truly, truly, I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times. And then he says, Do not let your heart be troubled. How can your heart not be troubled? For what, what, what you have experienced that evening with the Lord and what the Lord is saying to you and, and all of this is overwhelming and, and you just can't put it all together and the pieces, is it just, there's confusion and there's concern and there's care and Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. And then he goes on to tell them how to do that. How to turn their heart away from being troubled by the things that must transpire. And he begins by saying there in verse 1, you believe in God, believe also in me. That is, fortify yourself with faith. Fortify yourself with faith in God, but not just faith in God, but also faith in me, in Jesus Christ. All the miracles which Jesus did and all the miracles which are recorded in the four Gospels are all there, as John says. It's all so that we will believe. Believe that Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one of God. And He is the Son of God. And that believing, you may have life in His name. Do not let your heart be troubled. What's the answer to that, problem, that, that, that scenario, that, that, that challenge? It's faith. Faith in Jesus. Faith in who He is. Faith in, in, in what He has done. Faith in where he, where he is. Ephesians 6, Paul tells us in arming ourselves with God's armor that we are to put on and we are to carry our shield. The one faith is our shield to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. Over in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, where the Apostle John reminds us that our victory, our victory you know, to overcoming all that is in the world is faith. Faith is the victory. Do not be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. 
my brethren. Believe. Believe. But not only believe in Jesus, believe and be assured of Jesus' promises. Every promise is true, and Jesus is faithful to fulfill it. Here in verse 2, it talks about how Jesus is going away, but he's going away to do what? He's going away to prepare dwelling places. Dwelling places for his disciples in his Father's house. Jesus has done that. Jesus has prepared dwelling places for his disciples in his Father's house. That's why Peter, one of the men who was in this upper room, recorded in Gospel of John chapter 14, why Peter would years later pin these words by the direction of the Holy Spirit when he says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. You who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus. Be assured of Jesus' promises because I have prepared dwelling places for you and I am coming back. I am going to come back so that my disciples may be with me where I am. 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul writes these words of comfort and reminding saints of long ago as well when he says... The Lord himself will descend. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. And what did he say back in John 14? I'm going away to prepare a place for you, but if I'm going to prepare a place for you, then I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to come back and get you so you can be with me where I am. And so we will be caught up in the air to meet the Lord, and so shall we always be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. And then finally, in John 14, verse 6 says, Do not make trouble. Why? For Jesus is the way. That's why. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life to God, to our Heavenly Father. Are you? Are you troubled? There are many troubles in this life, troubles that we must bear because we live in this world. It's part of this life. And these troubles weigh heavily on our hearts. The solution is not taking all the troubles away. The solution is learning how to face them. 
Learning how to endure through them. Learning how to overcome whatever troubles come our way. And the answer is Jesus. That's simple. Are you troubled? Jesus is the answer. Listen to Jesus. Give heed to him. Trust him. Trust his promises. Trust his commandments. With each step you must take. And with each burden that you must carry. Why? Why? Because he is the way. He's the way to eternal life and peace. There may be troubles in your life right now. Troubles which you need to turn over to the Lord. That you need to give to Jesus. Christians are exhorted to let their requests be made known to God by prayer and by supplication. If we at Northfield Boulevard Church of Christ can help you in that way, to pray for you or to pray with you, please contact us. Let us know how we can assist you in that way. But if there is sin, sin that is separating you from your God, then you need to turn to the Lord. You need to turn to Jesus in faith, calling on His name by repenting of your sin, being baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. And we're ready to assist you in that as well. Whatever your need may be, we urge you to contemplate and consider what God offers you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for studying with us today, and we bid you a blessed day walking in God's light.